This is Michael Oku, and you are listening to Wrestle It. Hello, everyone, and welcome to February's episode of the Pure Vision podcast. It's a very, very busy month in Japan and in Japanese wrestling, so we won't waste too much time at the start. Uh, of course, though, I'm uh, Jamie, and introduce uh, my two guests with me today. First, Kay, they are the Dragon Gate translator. Not quite yet, but uh, I'm aspiring to be someday, and I'm practicing. Getting there. And uh, also with us, as always, Ben is our All Japan connoisseur for the day. Well, for the, not for the day, for always. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not just temporarily. Part time job. It's actually an act, it's only for the podcast. He <laughs> secretly hates Mihara. It's oh, a gimmick. Yeah. Kenta Mihara, worst wrestler in the world, honestly. Absolute garbage. <laughs> We'll come back to his dreadful matches uh, later on in the podcast. Yeah, he's had nothing but stinkers this year. <laughs> <laughs> and well, we, we, there's no other place to start than with the best wrestler to have ever wrestled ever. Um, and Keiji Muto's retirement show. Um, <laughs> uh, glad to see you back on the Jack Morris train. <laughs> the, the train that train is unfortunately in the station. We that that will be leaving <laughs> soon. Uh, but we'll start to start with this month with the Muto show uh, on the twenty first of February in the Tokyo Dome. I, I read thirty thousand and I think ninety three. So they got over thirty thousand in. Um, so a big crowd, bigger by I think about three thousand than there was for Wrestle Kingdom this year. Um, and all things considered, a very long but a very fitting and a very good show. I mean, you can't have a show like this and it not and it be short. Really, is if there's a time you can do a extremely long show with tons and tons of matches, it it's this show. And I mean, like the matches were good as well. There's so much interesting stuff going on. I mean, you had TJPW on the pre-show, so yeah. I mean, the bar's pretty high in terms of the quality of matches, despite the fact that there are so many. Yeah, I also did like how they set it up um, with the breaks in between the three sections. That's something <laughs> I... <laughs> Can you imagine like, just doing this whole show, just non-stop? Yeah, like, that's something that for these those really long pay-per-views, I think, uh, should be more common, honestly, also in American wrestling. Because, like, that way there doesn't have to be, like, a pee-break match. People can just go in the fucking break. <laughs> Built uh. in. <laughs> um, so I reckon we'll work downwards. So from the main event, um, um, okay. So yeah, I, I tried merging the names then. Um, Keiji Muto against Tetsuya Naito, uh, and I mean, I'm sorry. Are you forgetting the real main event? <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm still not. I'm still not quite sure it happened. I still think it was a dream. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd had a couple of drinks by that point, and I thought I thought I was hallucinating. I don't know what was happening. And I mean, I know it's Cho now, but I don't think the the cane was helping the fact that he was about to walk into the ring. Um, I was I was genuinely stunned that he was about to get it when the man was literally walking with a cane, and like yeah. he was walking around in the ring, okay. So yeah, it was once he got in the ring, he looked like he was a transformed. He was lovely. He, he moved better than Muto in the ring. <laughs> I think the cane must have been holding him back. Like he's relying <laughs> too much on that. Well, when he doesn't have it, he can go. He can go. 
like from from what I know from my friend who has a cane, you know, sometimes for short spurts, uh, they can also still, you know, run. Fairly they can also still too. wrestle Keiji Muto. <laughs> I mean, they are younger, to be arrest- younger they than Muto. To be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe you come out of retirement for them. Yeah. <laughs> I looked this up afterwards, and I think I think he's fifty nine, so slightly younger. But it, I mean, I don't know how old Tiger Vittori is, but they. We must, it, there's some years in that ring there. In the, yeah, um, I mean, fi- fi- maybe younger, event. but 59 is not young, is it? Oh, no. <laughs> Even not by Japanese wrestling standards. Well, I was just going to say it was um, maybe a bit more after the fact, personally, with knowing the information, but it was uh, both Muto and Chono's first ever match in wrestling was against each other. So it was mm-hmm. it built a nice Ooh, circle. Nice. I like um, that. I like yeah. that. It was very um, nice as yeah. well because when this was all going down, like I mean, those old men—they got to me. My emotions were just flowing out all over the place. And but honestly, it was when Chono came out at the start that really mm. initially kicked that off and sent me because you know it was kind of like Muto's match was kind of going to be like the closest he's going to get to a retirement match, or so I thought. Until this madman goes and straight up calls him out, and then we actually get that retirement match for Chono as well. It was so perfect and so lovely, and he won as well. That was. I thought maybe you know since Moto put Naito over, maybe he's (laughs) not going to put Chono over. He's got he's got to get one win on the card if he's going to do double duty. But no, two people in one night. He was insane. When I saw. (laughs) Uh, Chono walking into the ring and thought, oh, well, he's getting his win back. That's what this is what it's all for. <laughs> I couldn't, I was rolling it. Oh, I got it. was so, I enjoyed it and it was really funny. I just, it was, it, it, but all in seriousness, a proper way to end um, his career, I thought, and it worked very well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we do all know that the real purpose of that match was to make sure that Naito will never, ever win a match, you know, main effect. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that's a good thing. Oh, <laughs> you can like Jack Morris, but the, the, the <laughs> Naito dissing is not. <laughs> he he yeah, did work his socks was... off in that match, didn't he? Yeah. It, it was a very touching match, and of course the Naito match. You know, like for me personally, right? I was not super emotionally involved. Like I, honestly, I think this may have been my like. F- Oh no, my second Muto match, my first was him versus Stalker Ichikawa. <laughs> but, um, yes, but, you know, I, I really like the moment at the end that, you know, they, they made the best uh, they could out of it, uh, the Naito match as well, of course, right? Like, both of them, you know, as I mentioned before, don't really have knees anymore. <laughs> <But> <laughs> given those circumstances, they did a good job. Combine one knee in the match. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I, on, I, I genuinely it thought it was an enjoyable match, but obviously not. It wrestled a little bit slower, but that's expected, and it's not not really an issue, I didn't think. Um, yeah, I I didn't really expect too much, obviously, no. given the knees situation, but I do think they made the best of it they could, really. And Muto teasing that moonsault not once, but twice. I know. And... Both times he's got it got me desperate for him to do this moonsault. I'm kind of gutted he didn't. I thought he was going to do it. Very gutted. Like, if you're going to do it once as a tease, 
cool. That's yeah. fine. But if you're going to do it twice, come on, at least commit to it. And just give us one last knee wreckage. That's all, that's all I wanted. His knee in the ring. You know, like the Undertaker left his hat in the ring. <laughs> that's a perfect way to go out. <laughs> but no, it was. Uh, I did think they were going to do it, though. I mean, you can tease it once, but to tease it twice and then not do it. Teasing it twice much. to not do it is like... I mean, I do wonder, maybe second time he was, was considering it, it yeah. but maybe then no, I could best. see, oh yeah, he's not going to do this, I'm going to roll out the way, this isn't happening, no, 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 no. <laughs> he cares too much about Muto's safety, more than Muto does. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but not the only match on the show, obviously. Um, maybe the best match in terms of ring work was the, the co-main event, the semi-main event. Uh, with Okada taking on Kiyomiya in the Battle of the Aces. Um, and if we ignore the fact that Okada did his best to bury him, it was a good match, this one, I thought. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, the finish was weird, but the best of it was good. The finish is very interesting. I mean, it's... I, ca- I can't help but wonder where we go from here. I mean, obviously, they're going to wrestle again. There's, there's no way they don't. There's no way you can leave it at this. Because that's just, I mean, first of all, Noah being absolutely violated if that's yeah. how you end it. But also, like, I don't know, it's just, I'm now left wondering, how are you going to rope Okada into this again? Because Kaito wanted the match. Kaito, you know, he did that brawl. He pretty much forced Okada into this. And then he doesn't just lose, but he kind of gets punked out. You know, he gets yeah. just... I mean, it was a good match. It was good, compet- very competitive until the end when it was just so, Okada was just so clear and dominant. When I'm just, how can Kaito justify going back to that? I mean, it'll probably be maybe a little while down the line because I mean, you can't do it again soon. So I'm just wondering how they're gonna work it back into a point where you can run this match back, and then does yeah. Kaito win? Maybe. Yeah. Because if Okada wins that one again, then like, what are, what are we doing here? <laughs> what was the point in this? I'm, I am kind of thinking, like, sometimes, you know, are New Japan going to let Okada lose? <laughs> like, to, a, to, to even if it's to the ace of a different company, like, ever? Because right in their perspective, like, they're the pinnacle. There's nobody else who's on their level, like, as they see it. And, like, if someone else's ace beats their ace, you know... That's that that could suggest that maybe someone else has the same value now. And but Oh god forbid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is like the match like, was yeah. Maybe it could be a case of I mean I could imagine them letting Okada lose when he's like in at Tanahashi's point when he's yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah, stepped yeah. back and now back whoever is, is gonna mad. Yeah. So uh, maybe then they'll probably let him start losing a bit, maybe, but it's really hard to see this Okada being allowed to lose when there's also like no other way <laughs> for, for this feud to go apart from him losing to Kaito unless yeah. Kaito suddenly jumps ship which mm. I don't want because yeah. I like no yeah. more yeah he's like the only <laughs> the only young <laughs> talent that Noah has like put any sort of stock yeah. in he's literally their last hope like <laughs> if they lose Kaito there's it's it's not looking good. <laughs> There's just no route uh, to a rematch though, because the finish. Like if he'd have been pinned off one rainmaker, fine. 
they can just kind of be like, well, I'll do you next time. If it's the fact that he pulled him up, he's beat him twice, hasn't he? He pulled him up off the Rainmaker, Tim with um, the Emulflosion, and then another Rainmaker, one hand on the chest, not even like a full cover. I mean, he's made him, he's made Kirby look not just lesser than, but really lesser than Okada. And no, Okada's no reason to, like, in character to come for a rematch. Kiyomiya just looks a bit desperate if he tries for a rematch. Yeah, this... Kiyomiya like... probably is desperate. I mean, if you think about him and where he is and who he is, you know, you're going to be desperate for a rematch. But like you said, it's for route back for Okada because... Mm. I just, I don't, I mean, the wrestling optimist in me believes that they will figure it out and that he will somehow get roped into that match. But I just, I cannot for the life of me think of a way that they could do that. It is honestly like, yeah, it, it is, as you said, right? I mean, they could maybe try something, but like the way they handled it, it was handled like a final match. And if it was, <laughs> uh, then that's, you know. <laughs> Not that's great. brutal if that's the final match. That is, that is just unbelievable big leaguing from Okada and New Japan. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I mean, built as a final match, as in, you know, like the kind of match where it's like, yeah, come again in 10 years, right? It's like, uh, it, it is really sad because, again, right, Kiyomiya is like the one hope Noah has for their future. All of their, like, big ticket movers are retiring. They can't rely on them anymore. Or like Kojima is leaving again as well. And so they have to build Kiyomiya up. Like they have to build him ASAP. And it's just like... Yeah, it's like now, because whatever success... I mean, like this isn't... This this doesn't last forever, this little... Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, it's like a temporary effect on a game. There's a little timer in the corner of his inventory bar (laughs) counting down until he's (laughs) successful again. But it's like, now any immediate success he has in Noah, you still kind of got it in his mind that in the other promotion across the way, they... He's nothing. He's so far below Okada that it kind of doesn't matter. (laughs) These are just... Yeah. It does make Noah kind of look like a second-rate promotion, you know? Yeah. It's like, n- in the grand scheme of things, what's happening here isn't as significant. I don't believe that it is, because, you know, I could, as wrestling fans, we do kind of have this meta view of wrestling where what happens in Noah does happen and does matter because it matters to us. But, like, in a kayfabe sense, in if you want to think about this in terms of story, it doesn't matter, <laughs> really, because... He's just, you know, the GHC isn't as prestigious if the champion can get beat that easily by Okada. Yeah. yeah it was <sighs> just an odd piece of business, really. It's, it, it, it's interesting to see where they go. Um, but, yeah, it, unless... I mean, I, I've no... It's mental gymnastics to try and get out a positive for Noah in the situation. <laughs> um... But what, being a Noah fan, you normally have to do a lot of me- mental gymnastics to find some positives. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one will help you out because this was a match that did have, I thought, a bit of positives for Noah um, with Hiromu Takahashi taking on uh, Amakusa. And it was quite a short match, but very pacey and very busy, very action packed. Um, mm. It could have been a bit longer if it was. I think they'd have um, come out with an even better match, but 
they did really well with the time they had. Um, I think it was a symptom of the whole show having like the first half had such a get everyone on the card feel that it was some of the matches and this one was probably suffered the most in terms of the bigger matches got time shaved off it um, when it could have maybe we a couple more minutes but what they had I still think it was a good match. Yeah it was a, definitely a very impressive match right like um, as a I mean, for me personally, I was missing a lot of the backstory uh, on this match. You know, I, I did not really, like, know a lot about, for instance, um, like, the, the feud between, you know, um, Nakajima and um, the main guy. I, you, you're going to kill me for not remembering his name. Uh, Are you talking about Kento Miyahara? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, good lord. <laughs> I, 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 feel free to leave. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. Can't be having this. Like, I, like I, I remember his name the entire time up until now, and I was just like, <laughs> shit. Wow. I mean, he's just yeah. no Jack Morris, wow. is he? That's a name you can't forget. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm like, I, I, didn't know, I didn't know much of the history like between them. Oh. And... Um, Throughout the match, right, I had the entire time this sort of feeling I would be enjoying this more probably if I knew that history. Um, like there's there's a lot of context here that I'm missing, but uh, it was. Uh, but I could also absolutely tell, right, this was a good match. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also thought that uh, Yuma was being pretty funny throughout <laughs> the match with uh, and with the Muto stuff, obviously, and even in the beginning, just. Shoving his face in the camera, weirdly. Oh, we do love a bit of humour. We do love a bit of humour. Um, yeah, for me, in terms of a Hiromi match, likewise, I was missing. Like, I was missing a lot of the backstory, but I also knew like there was some match. The Hiromi versus mixed, Amakusa. I fucking hell! I just mixed up the two matches. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fairness to you, there's a lot of matches on this card. Match. It's alright. I always skip to thinking about all Japan as well. It's always... He's there. <laughs> That's the power of the best of the best right there, okay? <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talked I a different podcast about the show yesterday and I just completely forgot the match order. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it happens. I'm sorry. Right, okay. To go back to Hiromu versus Amakusa... <laughs> I did, you know, I, I did have, I know there's a lot of story between those two as well. Um, this I didn't really have much of, but I just know it's there. So I sort of was sat there feeling like I'm missing a lot of this. I mean, juniors aren't normally my thing. Um, Hiromu is not really my thing. I mean, I like him, but I feel like I've been so overexposed to him that I don't really take an interest to him these days. But in terms of like actual just, the match they worked it was it was good junior stuff there was lots of just actually mental flying all over the place and lots of you know good wrestling yeah. <laughs> that's yeah without without my law knowledge i struggled to give it more of a analysis than that but yeah good wrestling good junior wrestling i liked it it, it didn't go it too long for me or too short because in terms of not knowing so much i'm not as invested in it but yeah. So it was kind of perfect for keeping my attention. Yeah. In terms of, like, in t for that match, I do actually know, know a bit more. And I think commentary also, you know, mentioned and explained a bit more for that. 
particular version uh, for that match. But um, yeah, I, it was a bit soapy, right? Like Maxa has amnesia and he's fighting his old tag team partner, but he doesn't remember him. And Hiromo <laughs> brings his old mask to make him remember. And it, it, it was all very soapy, but like I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, sometimes it's it's fun if wrestling is a little bit silly. <laughs> You strike me as someone who enjoys soapy wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got started with DDT, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like this match. i got to say, um, it's, I'm not normally a fan of people wrestling in shirts until that person is Diamante with his... Just, that massive... I don't know even what you... It's... It's a fantastic bit of chest, I gotta say, and I absolutely love the fact that he was wrestling in that. I'm, if he's gonna be out for a while, I'm good because I do really like him, and he did fantastically. And also, um, right, your boy Sean Skywalker, does he ever shut up? Because I swear, no. <laughs> like I do not know how to describe this noise. It um, wasn't the, a... Japanese, the Japanese comments called it the screaming of a goat, and I honestly think it's uh, very accurate. <laughs> In the context of a goat that works, because I was going to say, it's not, a, it's not a cry, it's not a scream, it's just this grating, non-stop noise. And <laughs> I'm amazed, I'm amazed you could keep that up. Like, that was just such a barely even human sound. I, <laughs> I don't know how he managed that. The, the thing is, like, he didn't used to do it until, like, I think it started after Jason dumped him. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that Jason should go back to that horrible situation, but if it's going to make Shun be quiet, maybe he should at least consider it, because, oh my god, Shun, you are so loud. <laughs> yeah, so that, um, I did think it was an alright match. I, didn't, I, I was, it was spotty, the, the, there was lots of good spots in it, I thought, and um, some of it, like the stories between the people, washes over me a little bit, because I just don't know... Um, for what it was, like my level of enjoyment, I did um, think it was good and sort of fitted its place on the card. Um, before we move, also after all of his disrespect, Shun Skywalker's team got beat by the Noah team. Thank you very much. Another W for Noah. Yeah, well, they needed a few, didn't they, to make up for the Kimia match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Noah did kind of get absolutely stamped out. Their own show. <laughs> They got the pin of Akai, who, while a legend and a former Dreamgate champion, also got pinned in 30 seconds during King of Gates 2022 by Shuji <laughs> So Yeah, but Muto got beaten like less than two minutes by Masahiro Chono, so you, know, you can't go on this based on time. True. <laughs> yeah, so before we move on to uh, our next item, um, any sort of thoughts on anything else from the card? Over 15 matches on the undercard. Um, I... Jack Morris in the Tokyo Dome. Woo -woo. Ah, we'll move that on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my, my personal favourite, honestly, was the uh, Tokyo Joshi match. Like, I yeah. really love how that displayed all of their characters. I love the uh, Yuka Mizuki section. It was great. Uh, I love how, you know, how surprised the audience was at um, Mio's strength. Was, it was a great match. I really loved it. I mean, with those lot, you, you kind of can't go wrong. It's just, they're such a good, like, I mean, you look at the names. First of all, you've got all four pillars of Tokyo Joshi, and then you've got, like, the next 
for next three and Yuki Arai underneath them. And it, you know, it's like you just can't go wrong with that. They're just mm-hmm. gonna, they're all so fantastic, and they're just, you know, you give them 10, 11 minutes in a big event on the undercard, and they, they're gonna turn heads. And yeah. I think, you know, I mean, this was a huge show, so many people watched it, and it's so nice to see them get that attention and like <laughs> I mean, you've got to enjoy it you can't not they're just mm-hmm. too good absolutely yeah it was um it was some good match on the undercard like perfectly suitable um undercard matches that sort of giving people their spots in the tokyo dome that they may be um <coughs> they might not get in future um or it's like a first time in the tokyo dome that sort of thing um, but you mentioned Jack Morris, um, Ben, and for the for my sins, I did watch his match against Kaito Kimia. Um And you loved it, didn't I you? You thought it was absolutely fantastic. Loved it. What a match! <laughs> um, uh, no, well, I, I'll I'll go first um, with the <laughs> negatives, and then I'll let you end us on the positive in terms of the oh, well, and K as well. Uh, I don't know how what K thought about that. I'm I'm gonna be the synthesis between your thesis and antithesis. <laughs> Well, I, I, I just didn't care. I know, I have no real. I, I, I have a bit of an apathy towards Jack Morris in that he's there. I don't hate him, but he's he's not knocking my socks off in ring. Um, he's got the look, hasn't he? In fairness to him, um, and he wrestles a fairly commanding style. But I mean, this for me, just the match. It was really it just lacked jeopardy was my issue, and like. Not for one second did I think Jack Morris was going to win. And that isn't ordinarily a problem always, but I just think it really like sucked the air out of the match. Um, it's a little bit washed over me, if anything. But um, I think in maybe a year or two, Jack Morris could have another go and he'd been a bit more suited to a big um, main event in Japan. Um, but he looks slightly out of his depth, would be my opinion. But hey-ho... Um, and loved it. So that's. Yeah, I'm just gonna pretend I didn't hear any of that <laughs> apart from you loved it. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I mean, I was really excited when this match was announced. There's something about just Jack Morris's whole time in Noah that's been so wild. I mean, you think like this time last year, he's working at a gym in, I can't remember where in Scotland. And like, you know, a few months ago, I was in, I was watching him in like half a, basketball sports hall wrestling and you know now he's challenging for the GHC heavyweight title and it's it's just really nice to see how well he's kind of risen to the challenge of being put on this stage I mean yes this match did lack jeopardy there was no way in hell but Jack Morris was going to win the GHC heavyweight championship (laughs) right before the Tokyo Dome (laughs) that was Never gonna gonna happen. I mean, imagine taking your top belt off your top guy just before the Tokyo Dome. Oof, that would never happen in a promotion I watch. But <laughs> yeah, obviously he wasn't gonna win, and I don't think I really cared. I was just happy to a to see Jack Morris in this position. But I do think there was stuff there for them. It was obviously when he came into Noah right away, first match beats Kaito. So Kaito on the brink of possibly the biggest match of his life against Okada, you know, he does, he needs to just 
be so ready. And I felt like this match did a very good job of showing him he is ready. Whether or not he was in the end is <laughs> turns out maybe not, but it did make him look very good. Um, it shows, I think, for me, you say Jack Morris was at, looked out of his depth, but for me, I really think he did rise to the challenge and give what was a good match. He did meet Kaito quite well, and Kaito's a very good wrestler. It's not easy to do a good match in such a big spot, but I think, I think for what it was, it was enjoyable for me, which was all I really wanted. So I think that's probably why... I am much more fond of it than you are. Yeah, for me personally, it was, you know, a, a solid match. Nothing special, uh, but also, like, not atrociously bad. Uh, it had some sections that I really liked, um, uh, but also, you know, I wasn't exactly blown out of the water. It was, you know, sort of what I expected, uh, <laughs> given the wrestlers involved. And, you know, it was, it was a fine enough main event. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't life changing. I'll give you that. But <laughs> in terms of you know just a decent match, which was all I really expected and wanted, it was it felt like a warm up for the Tokyo Dome. Which in terms of that, it was good. And like you say, down the a couple of years down the road, Jack Morris can probably go even better. So it feels like a setup that yeah, it's. He's just not at that level. Like now, he's not this unknown that's coming in the tournament. Now he's a known quantity. He's still not at. Yeah. He's not at that level. But you do feel like he can be that, and it could set him up for a brighter future. Do they? They, they could do a lot worse than Jack Morris. I think they're building him quite well. Um, they could do. Like I said, the way he's risen to this stage in Japan is has been very impressive. I mean, the crowd. Uh, they do. They really like him, and seeing the way he has been interacting with the fans and winning them over has been just awesome. That can't be easy to do. So yeah, they they could do a lot worse. He's yeah. he should really pat himself on the back for how he's done. I think. Nothing that well. That really is sort of it for Noah. There's not much else going on apart from the um, team title change with um, Masaki Imeo and Daiki Naba. In the titles from um, Sugiro and Kojima, uh, the match itself was it, it was good, but it's one of those like seven, uh, seven, three point five, three point seven five sort of matches, which you'll see like, you'll see it once a week. But you know what I mean? It's sort of good, but nothing groundbreaking. But I was happy to see the title change. I think it's nice. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of Kitamiya. Um, Inaba is very good. The young. Coming up in Noah, hopefully they keep the titles for a bit and don't drop them to Fujita and he's, I don't know, he's covered something. <laughs> just like, um, never know with, with Noah, really. But I'm hoping bright lights that they'll they'll stay there and um, they'll build something nice for the pair of them that can push them as a tag team, push them forward to be bigger single stars in Noah in the future. Yeah, I say I totally agree with that. It's it, like I say, it's not life changing. wasn't anything particularly groundbreaking, but Massa with a title is Where's something nice? I will very rarely complain about, especially after his Massa. last. <laughs> was it his last tag team title? Uh, yes. Yeah, that one <laughs> where I had the bit of sweetness of he has a belt, yeah. but I don't want to watch him exactly, with it. Yeah. So it's nice that he can now have 
hopefully, like you say, a good tag title reign. They will run with him a bit, let him have this spot and build up um, Inabar as well. And I'm, I'm going to miss Kojima and Segura's tag partner, tag um, champs. They were very good. Obviously, um, Kojima has announced that he's finishing up with Noah now, which is such a shame because he has been such, just one of the best things about it. He's been so much fun to watch. It's every time I have watched a Noah pay-per-view, I'm always like almost resisting the urge to just tweet the same thing every single time I watch a Kojima match of just how much of a joy he is to watch. Like you just let him go out there and just do his thing. And it's so much fun and so enjoyable. And it's, if he just fisses him now, he's going to go back to New Japan undercards, doing old man tags. It is a shame. I'm going to, I'm going to miss him having a bit more of a spotlight, but I mean, I'm sure he has his reasons, but yeah, I am gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Noah Kojima. It's it's been a, such a good ride. Yeah. So well, you mentioned New Japan there. We'll move. Uh, we'll move on to uh, them. It's a bit of a whistle stop tour. They've had quite a few shows at the Valley um, in the past week, and then a few new beginning shows. The big one in Osaka, but before that, a couple of nights in Sapporo. Um, well, if you detailed New Japan thoughts sort of come in the um, the Ace Techers podcast, so keep an eye out for that on the uh, the feed. But uh, like a whistle top to, uh, tour, um, the big story is Jay White. Um, Jay White losing his loser leave Japan match against Hikaleo. Oh no! Losing his so loser leave New Japan match against Eddie Kingston. So he imagine get imagine getting kicked out. Twice, Twice. <laughs> in like the space of was it a week, two weeks. That's, that. that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> that's rough going for Jay. It's a, it's a, yeah, well, it's. I mean, expected, wasn't it, with the Hikileo match it, to, that he was going to lose? But you still, and I knew the result before I'd watched the match, and yet I was still surprised when the ref's hand hit the mat for the third time, and I'm sat there. He's actually leaving New Japan actually going it is quite surprising but is. i mean i'm not the biggest jay white fan in the world so i'm not particularly cut up about it yeah. but well, that, yeah. it is surprising it's like he is obviously one of the big stars he's my memory may be foggy but did he not walk into wrestle kingdom as iwgp heavyweight champion this year uh, yes i feel like he did I feel like we should <laughs> I can know never remember that. What... <laughs> I can never remember what this man does. Uh, but, you know, he is obviously a big deal. He is, like, one of the top two or three people in the promotion. So to, for him to be done is, you know, that the importance of that can't be understated. Did he main event yeah. in Wrestle Kingdom this year. Oh, there we go. And yeah. what what a main event it was that I remember. Yeah, I actually never um, enjoyed it, but I used to, well, there's so many that they just, just they all... It just all blends into one for me. But um, I'm a little bit not because after he's gone, they've now isn't David Finley taken over yeah. as like leader of Bullet Range. Club or something? I can't. I, I can't be asked. Let them die, please. <laughs> <laughs> please just put this faction to bed. Bed. You d- you've got the perfect thing with Jay White on his way out now. You d- there's no one that's really filling those shoes. So please. Please give it a rest. <laughs> Thank you. Like, is it 
so hard to come up with a new concept for a heel faction. It's this. I should... It's yeah, exactly. Like they do. I mean, you got the United Empire right there. Why not just make them good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got Great Khan, You've got Jake, uh, Jeff Cobb. Cobb. You've got Will Ospreay and stuff. You've got Gideon fucking Gray. Okay, you can. You don't need to still be milking Bullet yeah. Club in this day and age. In twenty twenty three. Think of Come the on. t-shirts. That is the. You know, United Empire you know, have t-shirts. And, and you know, <laughs> Dragon Gate has factions that last like one to four years in general, and they sell t-shirts. <laughs> I mean, Masquerade was around for like, it didn't doesn't seem like too long, and they were like infinitely cooler than um, Bullet Club has been. I mean, yeah, exactly the past because it's sort of a joke with the t-shirts, but that is sort of the... It's the thing that they say, oh, we'll keep them around because they make the most money. But then, I mean, there's plenty of other people that they could be doing that with. And I, well, I was yeah, just yeah. To... yeah, why not just design a nice yeah. new t shirt? Yeah. Why'd you have to it's... keep flogging the same ones you've been doing yeah. for the past? It is like, it's, it's kind of a bad sign, honestly, that they, you know, have to sort of rely so much on the old shit, yeah. right? Like, they should be able to build new things. There's nothing new in Perot. I mean, they're always... Re- I mean, look at Noah. Noah have had to rely on old stuff in the short Excuse term for me. ages and ages and ages. <laughs> more Dragon Gate and maybe more DDT, even though not all new stuff in DDT is good, but like they have new stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not saying everyone relies on old stuff. I'm just saying it's nothing new to sort of have... Ah, okay, sorry. ...have to go to that... <laughs> Big, that big old, tried-and-tested yeah. good yeah. stuff in terms of just getting a paycheck. Yeah. Big difference between that's no- nothing new and there's nothing new. <laughs> yeah, I, I misheard that. I honestly cannot tell the difference between those two sentences. <laughs> and that's nothing new in pro wrestling means it has happened before in pro wrestling. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, no, I just got it. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. really not good at the English language. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I can't say a lot, can I? I just, I just miss words out and different letters. I don't fancy saying. Um, I don't know the difference between vats and vets. Well, you mentioned there about United Empire and a bit of a tangent, but I was at the uh, there was a one PW show in the UK in Lincoln on Saturday, and the main event Will Ospreay against Robbie X. Uh, so I've seen Will Ospreay wrestle live, which I was nice and. It was, yeah, me too. It was very, it, the, the, the crowd was loud all night, in fairness, but when Will Ospreay's music hit, it was like they'd gone from a 10 like to an 11. And they, it was, the place went in mental for him. And loads of people doing the hand sign and t shirts, Will Ospreay everywhere. And Robbie X is from Lincoln, so it was his hometown. Will Ospreay was getting cheered more than Robbie X. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't want to be mean to Robbie X, but. Uh. I'd much yeah, rather think, watch Real Osprey. So he's, 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 sort of he, he's got that star power, and the United Empire's over more than enough to fill in. He does. Boots, he does. Uh, fill the shoes of um, Bullet Club if they if they went down that path, but it didn't seem like they are. Yeah, I feel like if they just put maybe just a little bit more behind them. I mean, United Empire typically have been woefully unsuccessful at Wrestle Kingdom, and I just I feel like they're not giving them. That chance to just if you just gave them the trust that you have 
see for some reason in Bullet Club that maybe you could let Bullet Club die. Maybe oh, United Empire's t-shirts are not just good, not good enough. I mean, I, I will give you, I do think the Bullet Club t-shirt is better than the United Empire one. But again, just design a better logo. <laughs> you can you can make a new t-shirt. Yeah, so um, in, t- well, in terms of matches for New Japan, um, the biggest match of the month, um, Shingo Takagi challenging um, Kazuchika Okada for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. And I mean, this incredible at uh, New Beginning in Osaka, actually a level match. This one, it was a proper New Japan main event. Um, closing stretch is exactly how you'd imagine with all the near falls and no cells and like the big spots and all the big moves getting hit. They're two of the best wrestlers in the world. They went in the ring together, had a match. The two best, one of the two best wrestlers in the world are going to have against each other. And it was masterful. Absolutely loved it. I mean, you're obviously going to expect brilliance when you've got someone like Okada and someone like Takagi stepping in the ring. I mean, Okada, in terms of like his New Japan stuff, is not. I can't. I you know, I'm. It's not often that I would. Ha- I take an interest in what he's doing these days. And in terms of matches, he. I find he often. The level of his match will often depend on his opponent. If you get. Because he does, he is he is quite formulaic in what he does. So what kind of relies on is you do need if you give him a really really good opponent, then you'll get a really really good match. I mean, he's going to get a good match, but it's just the level of how good. And with Shingo, he's like he is like one of the top levels that you can go for. So Shingo is that man represents like everything I love in a wrestler. And I think he showed that Sean threw in this match in particular very, very well. And like you said, that closing stretch in particular, something that Okada and Shingo are both just absolute masters of. So, yeah, I thought that Sean threw very, very nicely. Yeah, definitely. I really love the striking in this match. Like, I love really good, like, hard hits. Like, you can really believe that those two are knocking the shit out of each other. <laughs> I love that. Really good match, and yeah, I'm I'm the same. Like I'm generally usually not that interested in like the ace characters. So you know, as you said, it does often sort of depend on the opponents to make a match interesting. To you know, bring in that kind of like variance, that kind of personality. And obviously, Shingo did that fantastically here. I'd probably say for me, one of my only issues with this match is I. As amazing as it was, I just I don't think I'm gonna care in a few months. Mm. Like when when it gets to the point of like, you know, I'm looking back at the highlights of wrestling in the year. I feel like as good of a match as this was in a vacuum, in the grand scheme of things, I just I'm so okay. It happened. It was very good. So what? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to if you want to look at this as like. Okada's warm up to the Tokyo Dome. And he's, I will give you, he's done a little bit better than Jack Morris there. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's, it was very good, but I'm, I, I don't know if it was memorable for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Issue. I think also, like, in order for a match to be like super memorable, there needs to be some kind of, you know, more in depth story behind it. Doesn't have to be right, like the kind of story that I like, but some kind of. Uh, can be sort of shoot 
kayfabe intermingling can be like a proper planned storyline but like there does need to be some kind of emotional hook to it uh, and that match you know it had some great wrestling but it kind of lacked the deeper emotional hook so i think the match just needs something to hook on to and mm-hmm. I, I just think it lacks that. It, it was, it yeah, was a very yeah. good wrestling match, but not much more. Yeah. There's nothing that really makes this. Yeah, I, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and watch this. It's, it's, it's very good. It, it's a great match, and I'm sort of like, I, I can be happy with that on its own. But I think it's, it did have to concede that the, the storyline it was they didn't have one really. But it's just the fact that they've had a feud and. That they're rivals and have had lots of title matches against each other, but I was happy enough with it um, for what it was. Um, in terms of elsewhere, the um, personally, I enjoyed the Tamatonga El Fantasma um, never title match on Osaka Show, as well as the JY Hikuleo match, which we've mentioned. Um, and in support, I was sort of a um, over the two nights, like a proper cherry pick. Um, the junior title match. Um, between United Empire and just two of the just three guys, um, I was I thought that was really good. It was a solid tag def- title defense between Bishamon and um, Mike Nichols and Shane Haste. Saber Junior had a pretty good fifteen minute match with Tommy Rishi, which is I mean pretty standard. It's it, they're not going to get a bad match with those two. And then uh, Yo is the person that impressed me the most in terms of. Um, he, I thought he looked really good in this junior title match against Hiromu. Um, I know you wanted to talk about Will Ospreay versus Taichi. That was the probably the, the best of the bunch in terms of elsewhere on this um, New Beginnings tour. A cracking match and they work really nicely together. Yeah, the thing that's really stood out to me in this match, I'm just, you know, something I will be thinking about is those bloody f- f- hidden, hidden blades to the front. Whew. Oh my god. Will was just this was a great match, obviously, hence why we're talking about it. But I just the brutality of that move in particular is just oh it's ingrained into my brain. I can't stop just watching this man just suddenly fly out at Tai Chi and just knock his head clean off. It was unbelievable. Yeah it's 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 I was listening to a podcast, uh, I think it was Grapple, I was on other train and they were talking about this match, and they were just talking about how that move in itself, it, like, how well done it is, in terms of it's, um, it looks so real and you can't, I mean, it could be punching him in the face or elbow or whatever, you, you, but it, it just looks so effective and... So yeah, brutal, yeah, brutal, so yeah. savage. It's, just, it's, it's, just... it's a cracking wrestling move. Yeah, it's he's 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 popped off with that one. He's really it's just great. It's such a and he when he uses it, it does often have like that gravitas and that you know this is a dangerous move, which it should because it looks like such a dangerous move. I mean, I've not taken one, so I can't tell you how dangerous it actually <laughs> is. But yeah, but it looks it certainly looks famously give Ibushi a concussion. <laughs> well, there we go. It is. If it's enough to he get probably land on his neck, didn't he? In fairness to him, <laughs> that's quite harsh. I do like a <laughs> That's, <laughs> that's very harsh. Um, that was a, I remember that one. That was a good match, actually. Um, 
Yeah, that's very harsh. I don't know why I said that. Apologies to Coach Abushi, because <laughs> I'm sure he'll listen to this podcast. Oh. Um, Damn, Jeremy, it's swinging for everyone. First Jack Morris, now Abushi. No one's safe. Well, next on the list, Ntimi Ahara. He is... <laughs> no, I'm joking. There is... Um, <laughs> How are you going to find something mean to say about him? Um, yeah, so we had a couple of um, title matches in February. Uh, both, I thought, I enjoyed both of them. Uh, we'll start with his one against Ayuragi on the uh, Yuma Ayuragi on the fourth of February. Another incredible Miyahara match, and these two have got great chemistry, haven't they? And it it had a lovely flow and it built nicely. Uh, they were quite slow and patient at the start, and then. Towards the end, they were just going hell for leather, and it was amazing. Um, but I just wanted to pick out just yeah. one thing in particular: the the actual finish of the the, the struggle of Miyahara hitting his um, suplex. You could just see that like Ayuagi was so desperate to get out of it, and it felt really real. Mm. And that for me, that's the little details is what makes it. Yeah, I mean, Kento is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He is my, I mean, it's only, it's the end of February and he is my front runner for wrestler of the year at the moment. The amount of, he's just having banger after banger after banger and like that, that, um, that finishing suplex is something that's always stood out to me about him. The way it is built so well. And like you said, you could see Yuma was so desperate not to, not to let him hit it, and you, and you know when it's like that, but the second bat move lands, it's done, it's finished. And especially with Yuma, I mean, as we were talking earlier with the Jack Morris match, Jeopardy and title match is always good. And with Yuma, there's not a more, well, at least I thought so, there's not a more Je- Jeopardy ma- title match for Kento. Like, you know it's coming. You know he's going to win that belt soon. It's like, I want to say by the end of the year, I think probably. And it's like, I, this genuinely felt like a, he had a chance, like he could do it. And yeah. um, obviously he didn't. And um, it's like, you know, you, you have that heartbreak of Yuma not doing it when you thought this could be the time. <laughs> but I also don't feel like it's still not going to happen. You know, I don't feel dejected and sad i'm like yeah it's it's still coming it's still coming he's still he put up a very good fight yeah. and they had a very good match it's still just a matter of short time i, I do I think pick, even if he's not going to i do a picture a world where he takes it off uh yuji nagata do i could see that being mm, a big match i mean go to i mean well i mean after, now yuji has a time like where, where do you go from here are you Take it off of Kento and put it back on him. I mean, that would be new, very yeah, it'd be very considering it? last year they took it off him to give it to Jake just so they could give it to Suwama, just so they could give it back yeah. to Kento. So it would not surprise me if they did that, but I, I don't think that would be a good idea. So I guess, in terms of Kento and Yuma and their story and where that goes, I'm guessing what you're going to see is maybe they go into this match with the roles reverse to what it usually is and this time Yuma will maybe be champion and yeah. Kento will step That's down. a different dynamic. When Yuma gets a belt there's no way they don't do a Kento oh, match man. like <laughs> that's definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Yeah definitely. If it, it's it's one of the promotions where 
sort of know what's going to happen, but it's when, isn't it? It'll happen eventually, and it's just holding out for it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the writing is on the wall. We're just we're just waiting for it to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, like the options. Other than that, feel very Squama limited. Squama again? It's not. Since Jake Lee's left, I mean, it, it's those. It's them two, isn't it? It's Mihara and Iwagi, and that. Fair. That's about it. Yeah, they're a bit on the ground. You could probably carry with Shuji Ishikawa, but you're not going to do much with that, are you? Yeah, that's it's unless gonna... they build some. Of... If you want yeah. to grow as a promotion, that's not going to help you, yeah. really, is it? As good because you just picture a world where Iowa wins the Champions Carnival, which isn't bad because he can then have his match with Nagata. I think the thing they should be doing is adding someone else to the main event mix, and they can do that in the Champions Carnival. Someone like Ashino or Honda or whoever, just give add someone else into the mix. Or so Namora, he's been given a bit of a spotlight. Um, yeah, yeah, I think a movement of Namora and Ashino in particular. But um, putting them in as need competitors would be nice. You do need somebody else. You can't just get by on no. Kento. As good as they are, are they I mean, can't wrestle every week. Yeah, no. Exactly, exactly. Otherwise, you're just running the same thing and it's repetitive and that'll get old exactly. and you'll lose interest. You need to keep it fresh, keep it moving. Um, I mean, it is very unfortunate for Japan having lost Jake Lee mm. that they now don't have that little triangle you need, of people. You need at least three, but, don't they, yeah. at the top? So. Yeah. You you can build yeah, new stuff. Definitely. It is possible. They built Jake. You do see they built wrestling. So Billy and Iwaki, haven't they? They they came up from, and they, they built those two. So there's no reason why they can't do it with somebody else. Yeah, exactly. It's just a case of get that person, put the time in, put the effort in, and give them the spotlight and the time to shine, and let them let them do their thing. Which I think the Champion Carnival it's in an particular one coming up will be a good time to see. Who who they go with and what they do with that and if they do it, which we they can, should. Yeah, otherwise, they should. But if they do, it's not looking good, matter, isn't it? But we can, unless they get yeah, because there's two X's in there. But then it's it looks like Nakajima maybe Kitmia, and then they win. That is the the thing that could happen, isn't it? So you've got to have to wait and see. Or, or yeah, I think I the mean, rumor was <laughs> with the success of outsiders in in um championships yeah. recently. Well, so Kojima was attempted to go into all Japan. Is that what Sugura said in his post-match when Kojima was... I... With Kojima leaving? No. I mean, I wouldn't be I mean, surprised. That, and that would be awful. It's someone else in the city. Well, no, yeah, he's he done well in But in... So give him a spotlight yeah, in Japan. I could don't be, see why could he could well. Um But yeah, so we talked about the Ayoaga match and we've mentioned it uh, with Nagata having the title. Uh, he beat... Miyahara on the 19th of February, so the, the other title match in this month, uh, in a very, very packed Kraken Hall, actually, and a very loud Kraken yeah. Hall, and um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I think my notes for the the, 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 the crowd made the match. And they did. They really did. I was, I was almost blown away no. by just how wild they were still going for Yuji. I was like, I mean, me being me, I'm sat here like going, ah, oh, please, I don't want to see another New Japan outsider yeah. win another belt from a promotion I like to complete this triple crown thing that's been, feels like it's been done a trillion times now. Like, well, we're up to five yeah, is it well, Muto, Kojima, Nagata, um, Hashimoto, and then there's another one, isn't there? Um, There's Takiyama, Takiyama. Yeah. 
Um, but apparently he's the only person to have won like the Grand Slam of the titles and the Grand Slam of tournaments. And know, the tournament. Which is, which is, that's an achievement yeah. in itself, isn't it? The is kind of all... Yeah, so now, out of all of those five, he's now gone to the top because he's done the tournaments as well. So when Muto comes back... He'll come in with all the tournaments do. and he's like, well, I've done it as well, mate. He's got tournaments to win now. DDT's Compre, and then you've got that, that added the full set. They've got to add that into. Oh, pure um, Muto dominance. Yeah, but the match itself with the crowd, it had so much drama and tension, and I'd I, I love this match actually. At the start, they had a nice heel face dynamic with Miyahara um, being very popular and um, Nagata working a bit more um, not against the rules but a bit around the rules with like. Uh, Miyahara was on the ropes and he was pulling him and then one, two, three, four, let go and then got straight back on and did it three or four times. The crowd started cheering Nagata anyway. So that the feel um heel face dynamic sort of faded and it just became a battle of two really popular, really strong like warriors in that ring. Um and it was very physical, very tough, and just quite tense, especially towards the end with the crowd really helping them along. Um yeah, I mean, no complaints. It was a very good match. I was a bit kind of deflated going into this because I did know yeah, the result so did before I watched it. But like, they really woke me up. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, let's let's watch Yuji win this thing, and then like the match happens, and I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, very anyway, I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. If you're gonna win it, at least win it in an absolute banger of a match, which he did. And the crowd was going insane. He performed really well. Kento just doesn't miss. He performed yeah. amazingly and I'm I'm very happy if you're gonna do something like this, this is the way to do it because yeah, fantastic. Uh, and so our, our last protocol for the month, again as we said at the start, a very busy month in uh Puro. We go to DDT and actually well this did happen in January, but we can forgive that. It was on the 29th, so after we recorded um in January. Uh and we, you can't <laughs> not talk about this match. Uh Hino and uh, <laughs> the title match uh, with Hino winning the title, which I'm delighted about because it's Hino, mm-hmm. but sad about because it's Higuchi. But um, incredible match, another incredible match. That's the one I'm going to have to be the contrary. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, like the the card was pretty, the cards were pretty stacked against it from the very beginning, like. I'm someone, right? I like small wrestlers. I like sh- fast wrestling. Um, and I also watched it while I was like under extreme stress and uh, <laughs> and on a very tight schedule. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, just to just to be the the negative man for you to English <laughs> about it. Um, for me personally, like. During all of those fucking shopping sections, I just kept thinking, like, fucking get to the that point. That was the point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the shopping was the point. I was, I was so bored. <laughs> I'd just been, like, I'd also, like, just been watching a fuck ton of uh, Takuma Fujiwara matches. Like, one of the most acrobatic and creative rookies, like, you've ever seen, <laughs> right? To prepare, to prepare for an article about him and like and then i was watching this and i was so bored i i like the sections i like the sections where he could you remember that he did in 
fact have other moves. I like those actually. <laughs> <laughs> but like chopping for me personally, like chopping does not does nothing for me. Like I think it's fine as like a section in a match, but like just fucking extended chopping sections are extremely boring to me. So unfortunately, this match was extremely boring to me. For comparison, I think for me, a chop falls just underneath Valeria in terms of my absolute favourite move in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so unsurprisingly, I probably have the total opposite opinion on this. That Jack Morris came here all over again, isn't it? It's just the... It, it, it is. It is. I need to have beef with both of you over something, so I'm glad Equal opportunities, you've maybe. got that. But this... <laughs> An opportunity to tell you you're both wrong and you don't understand <laughs> wrestling like I do. This, I mean, I watched this match immediately after watching the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I, I didn't stay to watch the Royal Rumble match, but I just finished watching the Women's Royal Rumble and I was like, I was actually going to go to bed and then I was like, oh, my most hyped match of all of the matches that have been announced this year is about to start. I might as well watch it. And I did. And whoa. Wow, 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 wow. Oh my god, this was perfect. Well, yeah, perfect. I loved it. I loved it. you. You say you got bored in the chopping sections. I went mad for every single one. <laughs> I thought it was so fun. They threw like what was it, 200 and yeah, so it's just, chops it's, or something? Someone count them up, in, in one match, in one match, Jamie. Oh. oh. It's there was so much to it. I mean, there's one bit in particular when they start exchanging the top chops when Yuji just hits such a half-assed chop, but it's so mm. powerful <laughs> that like even when it feels like he's not trying, or even if you then look to the other end of the match when you're building towards the finish, when they're like totally gassed and still laying into each other, it's like every single one was thrown with such yeah. force and power i mean it's no secret i like powerhouses i like the big boys and these are two very big boys and i think it's fair to say at this point probably possibly my two favorite dvd yeah. wrestlers and this was everything i hoped it would be there was so many moments higuchi his talent for somehow being so big and intimidating or also being kind of sympathetic and engaging and like I want to root for him and I don't feel like he is always going to win even though he looks like he really should like he feels like someone who should be destroying everyone but it does also have this ability to draw you in and really feel for him when he does come up short like he did in this match yeah, I mean this is it's like an opinion on styles, isn't it? I mean, for me, I'm sort of in the same belt with you as with Hino and Higuchi being, if not my two favourite, definitely two of my favourites in DDT and in wrestling as an owl. Um, and oh, I'd see this is just perfect for me. This it's just chop after chop after chop, and it, they just batter each other. And um, it's like when people, it's like when like people ask you. It's like the wrestling's fake thing. And obviously, they know who's going to win. But you, you can't fake getting hammered in the chest by a really massive bloke. Yeah, I mean, Higuchi's chest yeah. was like purple. But halfway, the, the chest were like 
bright red. They were, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was like so. It felt really like attritional, and like they were just taking every like chunks out of each other until one of them fell and couldn't take any more. And perfect. And I mean, it's it, it. We were a bit late to talking about it, obviously, like given how we structured uh, the podcast, but it's. It, we, it could be five months down the line and I'd still want to talk about this. And it'll come back at the end of the year as a um, one to talk about. I mean, like, if we look at last year with Higuchi versus yeah. Takeshita, I was watching that match over and over and over again and called that my match of the year. And I've probably, I possibly watched this match oh, well. already. <laughs> That's how hooked on it I have been. It's And the, one thing I did really like about is it felt like Hina was just that little bit ahead of Higuchi and like particularly towards the end it had that moment where before the final move has been hit I feel you can feel that the match is kind of Mm. done it was there was a particular it was the last two chops he threw before he finished the match where he Higuchi gets to his feet he hits it and Higuchi just falls like a sack of bricks and it's like at that moment Higuchi's done he like, he can beat Hino one day, but this is not going to be the time. And Hino's got it. And it's, it, that's nice as well, because I think it o- leaves something open for Higuchi, because he's done so much in this reign with Endo and Takeshita and Sakaguchi that it's nice that even... But now he's lost it. He's still got that. He still needs to beat Hino. He has that unfinished business. But there's no, there is no way that this can be the last time yeah. Higuchi has... If it's not, I need to have personal words with Sanjuro Takagi to figure out what the hell is going on because he's had such an amazing reign and it's nice that there is that door open for him to probably go back to that spot one day and I can't wait. And now we get to enjoy Hino's It's all getting better. It's DDT is catering perfectly to us, Jamie. Sorry, Kay. Been off the pheromones match in the undercard you're, you're, and I, just watch the rest of it. It's great. You, you'll get Endo back with the belt one day. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd also like, I'd also take Ueno with the belt. Or fucking, have Saki Akai take it off of him. <laughs> I, w- I would, to be fair, if they want to have Saki Akai beat Yuji Hino, I mean, give him a yeah, ring give, first. Give him a couple right of rings. Anyway, but I'd be okay with that in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tease me by giving Eno the belt and then immediately taking it off. It's a nice high for us to uh, end on this month. And, well, for us at least. Sorry, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> well, well, we'll be back again. No, I just want to say, I, I still love Tag. Of course, yeah. Andrew. We're going to talk about that <laughs> next month. <laughs> That's when I get to go. Yeah, so well, we're helping, <laughs> I'm hoping that I'll find a bit more time for Dragon Gate because I, I always feel that it's, get, we, we talk about it more than. Um, but we did at the, probably the start, but we uh, I don't watch it enough to what um, what we need. But I, it's very it's appealing. There's that many companies. That's sort of the problem, isn't it, with me? Yeah, in fairness, I don't watch Austin, so it's kind of yeah. Uh, even. Yeah, I've got a very daunting task now. Of kind of there is a whole new tournament that I have not been paying attention to. That I need to catch up on. Of course not. Now, so. That's fun. I was doing so well at the start. Tournament season now. Yeah. Early this year. Then they announced a tournament. Oh. Champions Carnival, No Japan Cup, and then we've got um, obviously moving towards the summer after that. But it's... 
Oh, crikey, you've gone season, as well, haven't you? Oh, it's not looking good yeah. for Dragon Tournament Day. season is started oh. early, but we'll... Um, I need to get on with those yeah. matches ASAP, man, if we've got all that coming up, haven't we? Great. So obviously crikey. we'll be back at the end of uh, March, I forgot what month it was then, to talk about everything uh, that's happened in the month before. And um, before I let go, it's... Um, follow the podcast, it's on... Um, on all the wrestling social media, but patreon.com forward slash wrestling. You can um, become a patron for a pound a month or more, but the pound is the um, like the end point, and you get early access to everything and uh, exclusive access to the Into the Wrestleverse podcast, which is a weekly um, like talking shop sort of podcast. Um, but also on the feed, as well as uh, our podcast, you've got Flight of Five, newest edition, Ace Techers, The Ocean Cyclone Show, all elite listening and the Tokyo Joshi Freedom Fighters. So lots to pick from and lots of different variations on the podcast. Uh, but before we go, thank you very much, Kay, uh, for joining us. Where can the good people find you? Uh, K There you can find both, you know, my translations for Show uh, Skywalker's blog, which I really recommend, and uh, recently also links to all of my external work, such as an article uh, for 60 Minute Draw coming up uh, this Friday about, in my opinion, the best rookie story of last year. And uh, hopefully this weekend an article about um, many people's, including apparently Delph Meltzer's favorite rookie of last year, Takuma Fujiwara. Fantastic. And Ben, yourself? Uh, You can find me at Wid72 on Twitter, where I get very excited about Yuji Hino a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me at Johnson underscore 16 on Twitter for all my uh, writing. I've got recently, there's a review of the 1PW show I mentioned earlier. Uh, I wrote a review of that show. I went to that's on my Twitter, as is uh, an article about KJ Moto's retirement tour uh, I did for wrestling. Um, so if either of those two take your fancy, be uh, sure to go over there. And uh, that is it for February. So thank you both for joining me and thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next month.